Hey, it's Jason here with Whatsoever is True, and I want to welcome you to the first, the big broadcast of Whatsoever is True, obviously. So I probably need to talk to you about what this podcast is about, and you know, by way of intro, by way of like getting to know you and, and who I am. So I get the, the, the distinct privilege of the socially awkward thing of talking about myself. So, uh, yeah, first and foremost, let's talk about whatsoever is true. And because that's the big issue. And the big issue is just learning to think biblically about all of life. That's it. What is the big issue? What's going on with all of life? That's that's the task. It's 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 my belief that every problem in the world, every sorrow, every despair, every heartbreak, every death, Every problem, every calamity is because of sin, because mankind is rebellious towards God. And in particular, let's, let's define that more, is because we insist on leaning on our own understanding, not, not the word of the Lord. So you put that together and you have a very big problem. And that problem, of course, being sin, is because man insists, men and women insist on thinking about life, matters of right and wrong, good and evil, and all of that, on our own terms, on, on our own terms. We do it all the time. That's our default setting. We come into the world thinking that we are the final. We're, we're, our, our happiness and our comfort are the big thing and that we have to achieve these things by the power of our own reasoning. So over against that is the word of God. You know, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, Psalm 19:7. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, uh, is Psalm 1. And you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. We also have a, a great line, John 17, 17. Our Lord says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. So the goal of whatsoever is true is to take scripture and apply it to every aspect of life. In particular, we're going to be looking at, of course, our personal lives. We're going to turn the guns of judgment back on our own selves, not be, you know, looking at everyone else's sin in the world, but reminding ourselves of how the goal of Christian living is sanctification, which is Christ-likeness. And we can't do that, sanctify them. How? By knowing the word. And we will apply that then to political issues. We'll apply that to social issues. The reason being is because every part of life is moral because this is a moral universe created by God. So we can't escape it. And what I'm going to try to do here with Whatsoever is True is to bring your attention, bring your, the listener's attention to what the Bible says about issues that otherwise have been taught to us as neutral. Neutral. It's neutral. You can't bring... Here's one. And I'm going to do a series on this. The Great, great Lies of Modern Times. Uh, number one, I think here, is that you can't trust the Bible because you can prove anything from the Bible. Right? That's not. That's absolutely not true. I'll get into that some another time, but let's talk about the po politics, the political angle, where well, you can't bring Christianity into politics. Well, why can't I? Well, is that based on a, a false premise of unanimity, that we all have to be unanimous, we all have to agree? Well, if that's the case, then, then you can't apply that principle with me because I don't agree with that, right? You can't apply that standard. What they're really doing is they're just trying to keep you arbitrarily from applying biblical standards. And no Christian should ever concede to that because what you're saying is that there's a standard of right and wrong that exists outside of God and that God needs to cohere to that. God needs to submit to it. 
So therefore, he's not God. And whatever those principles are, they must be God. Do you follow me? So that's that's the issue. And there's a lot of big lies out there, and they're ubiquitous. They're they're so common that Christians just sort of grow up in the soil. We grow up in the soil and of, of of the modern times, and we are conformed to this world in our thinking. So that being said, that's going to be the major goal of whatsoever is true is to take every thought captive. That's Second Corinthians ten five, and I am going to ask you guys to to do what I try to do with my life, which is that I want to take everything and, and, and make sure it coheres with Scripture. Now, I do want to say this, that when, when, when we say that the Bible is the standard of truth and authority in all of life, that we're not saying that an atheist can't think about anything truthfully without you know, being a Christian. What we're saying is that they don't know why that's true. Right? But Cornelius Van Til said once that the mathematician can certainly count. He just can't account for why he can count. In other words, he doesn't know what this thing means. And so that would be the issue when we try to, when we try to arrive at truth in any field. Healthcare, military, taxes, um, you know, how do we, civil rights, anything you can think of, those are going to be moral issues. And they have to come under the purview of Scripture or else God is not God. Now, so therefore, this is going to have a apologetics bend to it, where we're going to be we're going to be offering reasons for why Christianity is true. You know, apologetics. I'll, I'll get into that fully in another another episode. But uh, apologetics doesn't mean you're making you're apologizing for being a Christian. Although I'm assuming a lot of atheists would like us to do that. <laughs> but in reality, it's, just, you're, you're, it's apologia. The word apologia is where we get the word apologetics from. And that means, you know, really to make a reasoned, logical defense for something. And uh, in this case, we're doing this with with the biblical worldview. Now, I do want to say this as well, that we we can ask for and talk about having a revival all day long. But as Gordon Clark said once, that until the, you know, the small business owner, the waitress, the mechanic, the the, the, the mom, the dad, the average person, until they know Scripture as well as, and in many cases today, better than the average theologian and pastor, we're not going to have a revival. But when they do, we will have had the revival already. Remember, sanctify them in your word. Your word is truth. The path to the good life for all of us, the path to, to riches, the path to peace, the path to love is going to be in knowing the word of the Lord. You know, more to be desired than gold, even much fine gold. The, the Bible's telling us consistently that the great treasure that we have is, is the word of the Lord. And unfortunately, many of us have this just sitting on our shelf someplace collecting dust, partially because we just don't know what it means. We don't know what it means to be a Christian. And we, we are reading something from the SIV. The SIV is what I like to refer to as the Sinner's International Version of the Bible. Okay, we have the NIV, the King, uh, King James Version, the ESV, NASB, and so forth and so on. The, the, the SIV is what the devil leads us to think. If we are going to read Scripture, and if we are going to hear it, he's going to detract from that. He's either going to add something to it that's not true, or he's going to take something away from it. Now, take the Great Commission from, from Matthew chapter 28, where the Lord says, you know, for all authority in heaven and, and on earth have been given to me, and so, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Make them disciplined learners. That's a disciple. 
the SIV would read it basically where Jesus says, all right, guys, okay, dudes, I'm your cosmic buddy, and most of the authority has been given to me, pretty much on Sundays, just so long as we make com church comfortable for non-believers, really, and not really during school hours, and certainly not in corporate America, you know, certainly don't try to pray in my name, that kind of thing in public. So, but other than that, you know, you know, all right, groovy dudes, you know, he's just sort of this cosmic, this cosmic pal that we have. And that's not Christianity. You know, we don't serve a, a kind of namby-pamby, wringing his hands, waiting for the election returns to come back in. Election, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the election results to come back in on election night. Lord, we don't do that. Jesus Christ is Lord. He sat down at the right hand of the Father. His work is done. He is reigning. And he should reign in our hearts. So we should sanctify him in our hearts, First Peter 3.15, and know that he's Lord. And we shouldn't be secret agent Christians. We shouldn't be sneaking around trying to hide our, our, our commitment. And what I, mean, what I mean by that is our intellectual commitment to Jesus Christ and, of course, to his word. So that's the gist of this. And, and, and my hope with that is that we all become so much more biblical. And that, that's why I ask you to judge everything I'm saying by Scripture. Everything. That's why I got into this before I said, okay, well, who am I? Because you, normally you go, well, who am I so you guys can trust me? Well, don't trust me. Never trust me. No matter what I achieve, don't trust me. Trust the word of the Lord. That's, that's my thing. If this, something's not biblical, don't trust it, period. Test everything. Remember, Romans 12, 1 and 2 presumes that Christians are adult in their thinking and that they're testing everything so that we might know the will of the Lord. That also presumes that we're, living, we're still living in a fallen world. Even though we're saved, we're still living in this fallen world. So hopefully this will also be edifying for you as a listener and, and as a Christian to know what it means to be a Christian. Because so many of us, like I did when I was younger, and I'll talk about myself down the road. <laughs> I like talking about myself, but you know, there's a time and a place, right? Um, but seriously... I got converted and I didn't know what it meant. I didn't have the mentorship at the time that I really should have. And, and I'm just going to try and be that for everybody out there so that you can know what it means to be a Christian in today's day and age. Uh, so that saves you from trouble. It saves you from, you know, how do I go about if you're young and you're single? If you're uh, you know, a parent, if you're in a job you don't like, if you're looking for a job, if you're thinking about taxes, you're thinking about money, you're thinking about a business, everything that you think about falls under the authority of the word of the Lord. And that is a glorious thing. Now, one last thing, and then I'll move on, is that the Bible is a divine set of principles. Okay, that's a divine set of principles. Now, clearly... When I say everything, the Bible is efficacious for everything in your personal life, what I don't mean is that Genesis 51, verse 7, says, Bob, move to Chicago, become an accountant. Okay, it doesn't say that. The principles have to be applied to the particulars of our unique situations. And that's the glorious part about being a Christian. And we want to grow in the knowledge of the Lord and the, and, and the fullness thereof. So... Okay, so who am I? I I'm Jason Coral, and, and you probably know that from looking at stuff. Jason Coral, that is K-O-R-O-L, and I am an author and martial arts instructor. So when you do, if you look me up on Amazon, you're going to find a bunch of martial art books. So yeah, I, I, I write quite a bit about self-defense and liberty from a Christian worldview, Christian perspective, and it, you can go check those things out. And I've got some Christian books. I've got some fiction that were are clearly apologetics based. 
that in particular wild justice and i'll talk about those in another podcast but so yeah i'm an author and self-defense instructor when i was younger i thought i was going to be more of a you know author mainly and then a self-defense instructor kind of on the side and it kind of flipped around for a little bit for a few years and now it's kind of evening out but nevertheless this is something where i'm going to be doing that i teach a bible study at my church and certainly everybody should be a member of a local church we'll 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 have a we'll have a podcast about that that is a great episode by the way how to look for the right church because everybody's confused about this stuff right and nevertheless uh wanted to talk about some of the things that we talk about in my bible study and that we talk about in my martial arts school all the time and I, I after hours we sit around discussing life and and liberty and politics and those those things have, have come up quite a bit people have said you know you really ought to you know, put more of this stuff out here and so I'm taking people up on that. And we also have a, a blog site, whatservicetrue.com. You can check that one out. And there will be links to the podcast as well as on the blog stuff. And the blog right now, and I have a lot of blogs, but they're very long. So sort of like a free book there and a blog. And so you can check those out. But uh, I, I am absolutely convinced that the everything that was wrong with my life, as I just said, was because I wasn't following the Lord. And in many cases, I didn't know how to. So we really have a, a dearth of really good Christian biblical teaching these days as far as what it looks like outside of the, the church, right? Like, what do we do? We have a great sermon. We have a great, a great lesson on Sunday. And then we go back outside of the building and we think, okay, now what, right? Now how, do I, how do I look at life? How do I, how do I assume to think about politics and, and, and relationships, romance, entertainment, and all of that stuff, education. So those are passions of mine, and I have, once again, this great passion, and his name is Jesus Christ, <laughs> and I want to share that with you. So that's kind of my my backstory. I, I tell you about you know who I am and what I'm doing. Well, hopefully we get this off and we get going, and you guys enjoy this as much as I'm already enjoying it, and we can build from there. And hopefully, as I said, it's edifying for you, and it is something that that builds you up and it gets you thinking more Christ-like, whether you go to agree with me or not. Let's say you go and you go to scripture and you go, wow, okay, this is great stuff. Then, then, then this podcast has been very, very effective. If it just gets you to start really learning from the word of the Lord. So with that said, I get blessings on all of you for this and and may the Lord be with all of you and may the Lord be with us in this podcast and and bless it and, and, and continue to lead us in, in the paths of truth and righteousness. And so that's it for episode number one, my intro inaugural podcast, and we'll catch you with the next one.